back to another episode of like dragon like sun my name is jack outway and i'm jay outway and uh today we are looking at races that's right good old D races but not just any races we don't want to look at elves dwarves gnomes humans blah well you know back in the day back in first edition there were classes i yeah, know elves and dwarves were classes yeah uh, crazy now the classes of today are beast werewolf and beast and animals everyone wants to play animals i don't know if it's some furry thing I or I think trend I, but i think I like it is cool too I, I think i wish people would stop being like making it that sort of thing and it sort yeah. of impacted me it's like i just want to play a cool tabaxi yeah it's not well, even about any of that exactly i think I, I made this joke the other day you know like when somebody says what class would you be and i was just like uh, i'm just an owl i'm just an owl folk like isn't that a class enough like i'm an owl folk riding an owl bear yeah can i just be that and and it was a bit of a joke but actually kind of like some of these uh so some there's some new ua out right now um i just alluded to one there called owl folk um but there's also plenty of other ones that have been sort of tried and tested for a while and i think sometimes when we are trying to build interesting cool characters that uh, sometimes we want to do something fantastical something a little cute and different and weird and and I know we've done tabaxis that are much smaller, cuter, more cat-like in the past. And and I think those are a lot of fun to play. Uh, but now we've got we got a whole bunch more that we're going to sort of look at and talk about in today's episode. Mm. Uh, yeah. And of course, these are just races, so you can always put any old class with, with them. them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you build it around... Build a, I think almost like trying to say build out race first rather than a class, class with a, a race. Well, background. I think build character and then yeah. see where everything else but falls I, in I line. I guess with some of these really cute, fantastical ones, there is so much character in the way that they look mm. that it's it's almost like that's the thing you're playing. But how do you subvert that? Speaking, I, what are we I don't speaking know. about? I think the two new, new sort of fantastical say, hey. creatures and races have come from a recent UA as right. of this recording, uh, which has given us rabbit folk, owl folk, uh, very Alice in Wonderland type uh, races. Yeah, there's a fairy added. thrown in with that as well, and you can kind of make that fairy look whatever you kind of want. And a fey hobgoblin. I don't know why. I always sort of more imagined hobgoblins as fiendish or primordial or like warlike in some way and not really mystical and fey and like that sort of thing but i don't know i feel like bugbears are somehow more feyish but maybe that's just the way i'm reading into it and again if that's how i want to run my campaign that's how i can run it uh yeah uh, i could just call them like fey touched people it, it, maybe whatever, we can look that know? that a little bit later so it basically we do have essentially two hobgoblin uh, playable hobgoblin races now it's essentially a completely um, different hobgoblin which, I, I know, again just, i'm not complaining i'm not either i i'm just it is curious that it is a little I'm, i mean i wonder why hobgoblin is yeah. it just because it was so well first or? thing to recognize is that a lot of these ua uh which stands for unearth arcana um which is a essentially a, a, monthly a, a test, weird sort yeah. of any well, a lot of these things releasing um a lot of these things end play up, test content yeah so a lot of these things end up in a book Eventually. Well, uh, a few yeah. of these things. Some of these things do. I wonder if the reason they throw in the Hobgoblin to the Feywild out there isn't perhaps because they have some adventure in mind. Uh, so it's it's hard to know for sure uh, where it's coming from. It does seem that uh, the last uh, Unearthed Arcana update on uh, races, which gave us the sort of spooky ones of Dampfer and damper uh which is sort of like a vampire crossbreed uh the hex bloods and the reborns yeah that's all because we've got a new uh sort of expansion on the curse of strahd ravenloft sort of world and those are likely going to mm. end up in it so the question would be what kind of fantastical world are we headed towards with fairy owl folk and rabbit folk 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a there, little excited. There is a game <laughs> out there currently. It's been out for a while. Uh, not directly connected to the digital tool sets of D&D Beyond uh, called Humblewood mm. from, uh, I think it's Hit Point Press. And beautiful looking stuff also full of cutesy animal yeah, characters cutesy animal birdie characters and i suppose that's what we want to explore today yeah right? well i mean their kickstarter went crazy because i think people saw the cutesy little not humblewood but cutesy uh, animal races yeah well people's humblewood went went crazy because people saw the the really beautiful artwork of these birds wearing you know cute little pieces of armor and had cute little swords and shields and things and you're like ooh, aren't they adorable and yeah like the world goes nuts for for cutesy animals yeah and so we are going to talk about some of the cutesy animals in D, out of D, maybe i don't know if you have what's your up uh, there but all right so far in the world of cutesy animal sort of uh things have you what have you ever built one that you really mm -hmm. that stands out in your mind as cutesy that you like yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of, of Aarakocra. I wouldn't say there's a specific character build. Maybe, maybe I have one tucked away. Do you do cutesy Aarakocra? Not really. Um, I mean, they're not really designed to be cutesy. Owl folk are sort of, even what? in their description, yeah, like, like one of them is like, they come in many shapes and sizes from petite and fluffy to wide-winged and majestic. It's kind of be like, you can make a cute little owl or you can make a big yeah. majestic owl. It's, it's cool that they said that too, because it, it, that that's not written up in Tabaxi or no. Leonin or Aarakocra, those were always kind of taken a bit more seriously, but these ones almost feel playful. Well, it is play test, so of yeah, course sure. Yeah. But we have, I have built cutesy tabaxi. Um, mm. Like we, we built one that was like a little like tubby blacksmithy dude once, didn't we? <laughs> that was cute, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there's some really great sort of pictures and stuff out there of like, you know, fantasy cat folk. Uh, so the, the, I suppose thus far, my favorites have always been trying to build, you know, kind of the tabaxi into that sort of space. Um, and I guess, you you know, we had lizard folk, which could be less like aggressively lizard folk. They could be cutesified as well, right? Yeah. We could have. Absolutely. I mean, they're. Or you can make any of them super serious if you want. Yeah, I suppose. Or I mean, the, the turtles. We've got turtles, basically. I always thought it'd be fun to make a uh, monk turtle, a teenage monk turtle. I think it's pretty common, given their... I believe, did they get a wisdom bump? I'm not sure they do. Uh, they yeah, they do, plus one wisdom. Yeah. But they're more of a strength bump, but, so, you know, you custom, still make... do backgrounds, whatever, yeah. change that out. Or bump up um, your And yeah, basically, you suddenly could have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I still think that's kind of a, an easy way to do ninja. I feel like that's kind of a cop-out. Yeah, it's totally done, but hey, it's cutesy. Hey, why not make it a rogue, <laughs> since we love rogue so much? Could do. Like, that's totally more ninja than monk is, unless you're going, like, way of shadow. Uh, I just think that the 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 old Ninja Turtles were, I don't know, yeah. they seemed like Kensei to me. Do they? I mean, they kind they of have, have their They're weapons, all about but... weapons. They're all about eh. weapons. Where a lot of people, when they do monks, aren't about weapons, but... I feel like I don't want them to ninja. all be monks, though. Like, if I were to play a party, I'd like, I think, like, Donatello's maybe an artificer of some kind, and, like, I don't know, Michelangelo's yeah, I mean, you some could. kind of you could, you could have, sure. uh, you know, dual weapons, and you could do all sorts of stuff with them. Why not? Yeah. Uh, pull our master. And you could take all of the different sort of traits out there. You could be... Leo totally a battle, battle master. Battle maybe? master with it. Know. You, you know, you could do a samurai. You could do, you know, a few different ways Rogue, you could go at it. for sure. You could. <laughs> you could. Um, but... Uh, I often thought about making a cute elephant as well. A little Luxodon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little harder, but... Because you imagine them as either like clerics, druids, or like barbarians or something. Sure. Like that. Uh, but I think a lot of people immediately think of them as really big, beefy. But I'm just sort of like, well, I slim them, them down a little bit more like, you know, a bit more like Barba the Elephant sort of style. I do not know that reference. It's like, I don't know. It's like old cartoons. Um, mm. Yeah. But there's plenty of animal uh, races out there in D&D. &D, so let's quickly go over some of them. And then we can look in depth in some of the new ones, some of the ones we're interested in. There's owl folk, um, which come in different shapes and sizes and are flying, stealthy, magical, fey owl people. Kind of cool. Um, rabbit folk. 
Is that is that's not Mad Hatter, but there's like a little rabbit. Yeah, in yeah. Alice there's definitely rabbits. Right? There's a couple of rabbits in Alice in Wonderland. They're um, also sort of white fae. one that she chases, and then like a sort of a marsh hare that mm. is having tea with. But Mad I imagine Hatter. him a more. This is a more marsh hare. Perhaps, yeah. Um, it's got so jumpy, so springy box, stuff. Backing up, out of the box, what was Al folks' uh, main? Well, I wanted to quickly go through them, and then we can oh, look okay. at some of the ones we want to kind of look at more. There's rabbit folk, lizard folk classic alien mindset hunting killer uh tortles we sort of talked about him a little bit before short living funnily enough you think they'd live kind of long but they don't uh tabaxi or your classic climby from far places cat type people aracocra are your uh other general birds from the elemental plane of air luxodon are from i think ravnica uh leonin are from theros and they're lion people luxodon are elephants by the way uh and shifters are kind of like just do anything else You're you really want. You're really putting shifters in that category? Yeah, they're totally animals. They're all about animals. All right. Anyways, back to owl folk. All right, so owl folk, what are their things? Much like many of these new races, you can choose whatever you want to be their ability score increases. They're not, I mean, if I were to build them, I'd maybe do a dexterity and wisdom just for a classic. It's good for things that are perceptive but also stealthy. Um, could so be a good rogue, could be a good cleric, could be could a go, good druid. Could go dexterity constitution and make a great barbarian. Or ranger, or, well, I mean, you could do a dex barbarian. You could do a barbarian with these guys. Um, they're flying. Actually, their flying doesn't, is, is a bit different from Aarakocra's, where it's not, like, it's not restricted by medium or heavy armor. So you could be a heavy armor flyer. Heavy armor, that's, that kind of like, I hate to say it, but that kind of like, bird poops all over uh aracocra a little bit it's, it's like a doo-doo on oh, well, the head right their there. flying speed is only half the of the the aracocra aracocra is 50 oh, but these guys only have 30 um but in exchange the walking speed is a little bit better you can cast detect magic as a ritual um and you have proficiency in stealth but no natural weapons that's about it though so to quickly go over also, you have dark vision, which Aarakocra don't. Well, you're an owl. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't owls have it? But you can increase any two and in ability scores in one other, um, which is also nice because for your tech magic, you can choose the spell casting ability. Uh, you can choose common and one other language. I think perhaps, I don't know why they wouldn't know Sylvan for free. Um, you feel like there's a Sylvan vibe going on with the... They're they're fey. These oh, are fey, right? No, right. they're from yeah. the fey wild, right? Um Maybe they're not directly fae. It says like they've got ties. Um, they're humanoid and not fae themselves. So maybe that's why. Um, they are medium or small. So you, again, you could be a cute little fluffy little thing. Our familiar, our little tabaxi <laughs> is clawing at. Is using his natural weapons um, currently. Uh, medium or small. Walking speed 30 feet. So slightly faster than the Aarakocras. Dark vision of 90 feet. Ooh. Um. So that's pretty interesting. Slightly superior dark vision. Not 120, but 90 is pretty good. It's a bit of an extra reach. I mean, it's... Isn't the superior also just 60? I think... Um, this is better. This I think is really Durgar, good, right? Durgar, I've got 90 as well, I think. So this is like one of the best like racial dark visions in the game. Um, they also get magic sight. Uh, they can use their keen eyes to focus on magic. They gain the, which I feel like all owls have already somehow. We we keep thinking that owls have got really great vision, and I, I'm not totally sold to the fact that they do. I think owls have got okay vision. I think owls wisdom. have got really great hearing and wisdom or something. Anyways. Maybe that's true. Uh, but only you can only cast as a ritual. Uh, it's your choice of intelligence, wisdom, or charisma uh, when you first gain this class, and you can also cast it normally with any spell slots you have. Uh, so this works with artificers, wizards, if you want to go that way, or mm. warlocks, sorcerers. Do they, have, cool do they have any here. negative effects in daylight? Uh, they do not, I do not believe. So, I mean, the one thing with the Durgar and having their extended dark vision is that the flip side to it is that they have this suffer, this penalty nope. um, from being in bright light. Um, no penalty. Which you can usually get around if your DM will issue you sunglasses <laughs> or something, but... No, I, there is no penalty. Uh, you get 90 feet, no bad size. You don't have to sleep during the day? Uh, <laughs> it says that in the description of them, but no. Because, I mean, that's how we often characterize owls um, from our daytime perspective is these, these sleepy things that you have to kind of try and wake up during the day and then it just won't wake up because they're up hunting all night is the theory. But Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, finally, well, not finally, nimble flight. Uh, you have a flying speed equal to your walking speed, which is 30 feet. Uh, or if you have any features which increase your walking speed, could get faster. Wow, so that's a nice combo. So if you're a monk, you can get pretty fast. Keep, or even a barbarian, they get you could, Your speed flying too. speed starts scaling as well. Uh, and when you fall, you can use your reaction to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 10, pretty low actually, to f- stop falling and fly in place until the start of your next turn. So no matter how far you fall, you can... And be fine, essentially fine. And and yeah, and and you get proficiency in stealth. And there's no reason you can't make this as big or as small as you want. I know I started out saying, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun to do these cutesy little owls?" Um, but yeah, there's no reason as a medium build creature. Like, how big does it does it say? Like, how tall they can go? Are they medium or small? Uh, they are small or medium. Your small choice. Small or medium. So you could be a six foot tall owl. You could be. You could be a very tall, majestic owl, like creature, or you could be a very tiny, teeny little thing. Yeah. Not Interesting tiny, that you've got small. some size choices on that. We, I mean, like I said, we don't see that size choicing on, like... Many other races. Luxodons. No. It's true. Minotaurs. I mean, well, hey, Minotaurs, why can't I be eh, a mini Minotaur? Those are more demon stuff. Minotaurs aren't really just bull people. They're like mini, demon bulls. Mini Minotaurs. <laughs> I mean, if if you want to include Minotaur on this list, then I think we have to include Furbolgas, too, because they're cow people as well. They're not cow people. Then Minotaur or not, either. Okay, yes, minotaurs look very bull-like, and yes, they've got some humanoid aspects to them. I mean, in that case, if anything, your argument might make more sense to say we should include centaur as being part horse people. <laughs> but but no, like, the idea that furbull are cow people is such a ridiculous, like, I don't new know, crit roll of, thing because somebody exactly started to draw I like it. his, like, tr- cool. ears droopy. They aren't. They are, they're giant kin. Eh, well, Goliath they are giant touch kin. giant Let's kin. Let's be honest. Furbolgs are closer to to Goliaths than they are cow people. Yeah, fair enough. But they're a fey. Fey are all like animal and weirdy. Right? They're just fey touched. I guess. Um, but speaking of fey touched, number two, rabbit folk. This gives me very big Alice in Wonderland vibes. Yeah, I or mean, Bugs Bunny. You could make honestly, Big Chungus, Big Bunny. Sure. With this. This, the problem with this one, if I have any complaints about the UA this time around, is every once in a while somebody at D and D just can't help but crack the jokes you see it in curse of strahd again and again there's just i think it's, I think it's chris perkins i think he just like writes in these he likes to write in these little gags i sort of almost feel like maybe rabbit folk are his gags as well I think it's they're cute. a little bit cornball can you read some of the, the character features out sure so we start off with the same two one ability score increase languages of your choice you can be small or medium like the other one uh 30 foot walking speed and First, other unique racial trait, hair trigger. Hair trigger, come on. Which means you can add your proficiency bonus to your initiative rolls. But it's spelled H-A-R-E. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of cute. It's kind of funny. It's such a corny pun. Then you have leperine, leperin? That senses rabbit. I mean, that's not a joke, is it? No, that one's fine. Uh, You have proficiency in the perception skill. Uh, Lucky footwork. Okay, lucky footwork. Yeah, yeah, like, like a rabbit's, rabbit's foot. foot. That's terrible. Whatever. I think it's cute. When you fail a deck save, you can use a reaction to roll a d4 and add it to the result, potentially turning the failure into a success every deck save. So that's not bad. Yeah, I, I'll take the 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 benefits, but the name leaves me know, like rolling my eyes. And finally, rabbit hop. That's not really a joke, is it? Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't called bunny hop. <laughs> Once during each of your turns, when you walk at least five feet, you can hop rolling a d12. I don't know why it has to be random. That I dislike. And moving that many feet in a direction of your choice. So what does it mean if I move seven feet over eight feet? Well, especially on grids, like what we're doing. Grids or hexes, it's just complicated. Extra extra feet like that just get rounded down anyway. Exactly. (laughs) The extra distance doesn't cost movement, uh, but you can hop only if your speed isn't zero feet. So it essentially gives you an extra d12 movement every turn. Yeah, I think in I don't the, know why it has to be a D twelve. In theater of the weird. mind, it doesn't. It wouldn't even matter much either. Like, like just be like you can jump ten feet. You know, uh, but it's, that exceeds your movement allowance though. Total that it extra does. hop yeah. is on top of your movement, and it's it's a jump. So, in theory, well, no, it's not any jump. It's a special rabbit hop. Yeah, but it's a direction you choose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This isn't a part of just your movement, so if there's any feature that allows you to move, this could be a part of that as well. Yeah. 
Uh, all the movement's free, so I don't but know yeah, what anyways, it was. But you could, if your speed isn't zero, if you're trying you can't to, do it. if you're trying to rabbit out of there, if you're trying to like you're run away, honestly, the extra feature is just better. An extra, but. well, yeah, I suppose it's a, a bit more one-off. Where this every turn, you pick mm-hmm. up an extra d12 of movement, which on average is yeah seven probably. So you but at this least could be get, any direction, at least you right? get one extra square of movement. So this could be upwards too. as well. You know, you could walk and spring 10 feet up, you know, if you roll well. I, again, I just like the rolling mechanic. I think it's a little weird. Just make it 10 feet is what I yeah, say. Yeah, or something. Or like, I don't know, I don't one know third why, of your movement. Why, I don't I'm sure weird. why it like needs it. to be random. Yeah, I don't get it. It's okay, though. I think it's fine. Um, but those are the two new ones, which give us very Alice in Wonderland type vibes. We also want to give some homage to the classic oldies, the old ones, the good old. Yeah, or ones that maybe we only look at one one way or haven't looked mm. at for a while because we sort of thought, no, that's not for us. Um, but maybe you could change it up again, keeping in mind this idea of what if it was a bit more of an Alice in Wonderland setting? What if it was a little bit more cutesy, fantastical? Lizard folk are often, because the picture of mm. them is very hardcore, you know, like they've got like a crazy scale, kind of like weird a mohawk jungly thing going and on. Yeah. And they got like, you know, bone really shields like and yeah. crocodile sort of vibes to them. Um, and a bit like, whoo, man, that's hardcore. But I don't know, like, um, you could sort of think a little bit more like the character from Rango. You could sort of think, you know, more of a cutesy, funny chameleon type character. Sure. Or like a little, a little salamander looking yeah, thing. Yeah. Like a, an that's axolotl. A, How crazy would that be as a lizard folk to make yourself look more like, you know, those like little pink things with the little... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you could do, face. you could definitely do a more of a gecko style, sort of something sure. a little bit more... In, and make them a rogue or make it something that's uh, even a caster, a little cute, funny thing in, in big robes, uh, whatever you want to do. Any lizard. It. I mean, lizards are yeah. crazy. You know, make yeah. them snake-like. Make it, well, it's kind of yellow on tea territory. Yeah, I, mean, I think maybe, maybe you need to stay, you know, bipedal somehow. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think it, it you could Reptilian have... Reptilian stuff. Or lean to the crocodile aspect, make them less fence-sitting and more full, yeah. like, alligator, investigator... <laughs> type sort of thing uh, you know what i mean yeah. but let's get into what are some of their traits uh they do not get a versatile whatever you want unless you're playing with tasha in which case they do um, but they get a plus two to constitution so good for most classes really no one's really too afraid of a, a bump to their constitution yeah. and a bonus to their wisdom good for again for monks uh anything that wants to perceive druids clerics stuff like that rangers all of those uh, they make good rangers, I think, just flavor-wise as well. Um, so something to consider. Yeah. When again, if you if we now have the ability to shift scores around, mm. that also opens up the races a lot it's true. more. It's true. So this could change to a plus one exactly. in intelligence. If, if, if you want to play a skinnier, or... scrawnier lizard, mm. cute lizardy thing, picking up some of the other feats that they've got, but change this around so you can play a wizard. You can yeah. plus two pick, intelligence, pick up plus some one intelligence. constitution, or, or, yeah. or whatever. You know, however you want to play, work that. Mm. Uh, they is it a, says in the books they're like they only think of survival and don't think of emotions the way we do. But I think that's can be I, whatever. I, I, yeah, well, and we've got this whole thing now too with your doing custom origins um, and backgrounds and that's not the word I'm thinking of lineage. Custom right? lineages, like um, heritage, heritage. No, no, it's definitely things. not heritage. Those words, those sorts of words. The idea is there. The that essentially. While you might physically look like a particular race, you could easily have grown up in a different culture and picked up slightly different vibes. Absolutely. The classic sort of lizard folk are kind of have got a very kind of weird alien sort of perspective uh, to the world, which again, if you have a way that you want to role play that, that could actually be quite funny uh, and you can make quite an enjoyable uh, character out of that. Um, but it doesn't have to be today. You can definitely have, I mean, you could still, or you could do a variation on that where your, you know, alien concept on things might just be a little bit different because you're cold-blooded and colorblind or something um, or left-handed. Uh, yeah. You know, things that, you know, aren't gigantic alien things, but just weird enough so that the rest of your party is <laughs> like, you know, can't can't use your scissors because your scissors are left-handed scissors. Or whatever. Speaking of making things, they're all about making things, but they've got swimming speed of 30 feet and a typical walking speed. So, kind of cool there. They got a swimming speed if you yeah, yeah. didn't know that. Um, 
They also have a, a natural bite, which gives them a D6 unarmed strike, which deals piercing damage plus strength modifier. So maybe boosting strength is not a bad idea if you want to do that kind of thing. Um, they get a feature called Cunning Artisan, where as a part of a short rest, uh, they can harvest bone and hide from a slain beast, construct, dragon, monstrosity, or plant, creature of size small or larger, to create a shield, club, javelin, 1d4 darts, or blowgun needles, which I think is always such a fun, weird idea. It does kind of make them very sound very primitive. When it makes me feel like I want to make an art, like an artificer, almost, if they have this feature, just make whatever they want. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very crafty, fun sort of thing. The blow dart thing, though, is also a little bit... I always feel like that's, like again, pigeon-wholesome a little bit in being these sort of primitive jungle sort of type creatures. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd happy be happy as a DM to retcon that so that they could make, you know, again, simple things out of stuff. But, yeah, from sinews and bones or whatever they harvest, they, they could make little mini crossbow or they could make a little... I don't know. Whatever you want, use your mm -hmm. imagination. They um, do need like appropriate artisans' tools, like and a blade uh, of some sure. kind to they, do they stuff. They definitely might have that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you could also hold. These guys have so many features. I'm telling you, they can also hold their breath for up to 15 minutes at a time. 15 minute hold breath. Pretty cool. All right, quiz out there, Radio Land. How long can most characters hold their breath? Their constitution the score. It's your. It's one minute. Plus, plus your modifier your constitution modifier in minutes it's pretty long yeah yeah it's pretty long Do i have a negative con for modifier an, then for <laughs> a minimum of one minute um natural armor uh you have tough scaly skin oh sorry also i already skipped a feature it's like 10 oh rounds you really can't in combat you really can't probably be drowned it's true yeah it's true you can't be drowned not and these guys can't even be these drowned guys 15 150 too. rounds good luck they fight their way out of whatever that is yeah you can fight under combat, totally fight under combat with the swimming uh, speed. They've got a natural swimming speed, which means that they can, they can use weapons underwater as well. I or? think that uh, I'm not sure if like you still have disadvantage on attacks if you've got an innate Ooh, swimming but speed. But it also but... means that people with like Scion of the Deep features uh, can also speak with you because they can talk to anybody with uh, swimming innate speed. swimming speeds. Yeah, is it like some sort of like swimmer lingo? I th it's like a. It's like supposed to be like a warlock talk with fishes type thing. An underwater like sign language Aquaman thing? type thing, Aquaman. but whatever. Uh, it's not like a general thing that's just specific. Some creatures have that. Uh, you also have tough scaly skin where you have natural armor, uh, 13 plus dex mod. Um, and you still can benefit from your shield. Yeah, which again, if you re-choose how you lay out your ability scores, maybe making yourself into a... Tankier wizard. Or a dexterous, just a dexterous build of some sort be Tanky it, rogue. Uh, a rogue or a monk or something it doesn't could. give you proficiency with shields um just to let you know that but, but i mean you know for somebody who can't wear armor anyways like a monk sort of having this natural armor like that well monks already get natural armor all so right it so it would add it wouldn't add on top of that would it It'd be probably worse where ac is a funny thing it's like every time i think oh there's a fun way to stack it you're like no it doesn't work that way getting like boost your ac is like hard well it's things that just set you're your right. AC. Rogue, rogue's your best thing in this then because rogues don't get well i think a wizard could really greatly oh, benefit this is like a free mage armor all the time you're right you're right so plus maybe, shields. maybe it's your your wizards and rogues who are the one most in need of natural armor yeah. in some ways where you're right the barbarians and the the monks they pick it up in their own way so yeah i always feel like rogues when i play a rogue that's the hardest thing is to try and get their ac yeah and again this decent. is not even the last of the features not only do you get two free proficiencies of your choice from animal handling nature perception self and survival but you also get a feature called F Hungry Jaws, where as a bonus action, you can make a special attack with your bite. And if it hits, you gain temporary hit points equal to your con modifier. So, And you also know Draconic. So, to recap what you get from Lizard Folk, you get swimming speed, natural like weapons. Um, you can make things at the end of every long rest, or sorry, short rest. You can hold your breath. You gain two free proficiencies. You have natural armor, and you have a healing bite. And you know Draconic crazy crazy they get so much yeah it's a little overwhelmed that's a, a, a what a great one to play i think the only a reason people didn't play them again i think the the picture is intimidating and i think the old ability score stats didn't work for a lot of different builds but hey all that stuff in in the new D D is okie dokie get out there play list folk have fun yeah. with them and yeah and make them cute and funny if you want they do not have dark vision keep in mind though yeah, it's so that's right. one not limitation. everybody needs dark vision it's true moving on to another cute one 
Oh. Little birds stripped of their voice and their wings. The kenku. Our classic kenku. I love yeah. kenku. They're great. Uh, yeah, and I mean, the stripped of voice thing, that's also a, as a DM. Ugh. I, I have seen people role play it and do it really well. It's challenging. Yeah. Super duper challenging. And a little bit annoying and frustrating, frankly. Um, maybe okay for one shots, for long campaigns. Oof. Um, you could tweak that a little bit. You could expand their repertoire and just, you know, try to role play it so they're more phrase based and less, you know, they're not great orators. Um, but then again, like, why not? Like, there's no limits to what classes they can be. So you could be, you know, College of Eloquence. Sure. Kenku, which... That'd be super fun. And, you know, there's so many other Ravenkind... We'll play a warlock where your patron is speaking through you. Or so there's so like many that. other Ravenkind, like, in Curse of Strahd, uh, in, in that setting, where we find the ravens are... Which I always think the Kenku are kind of, like, raven-like. They're a bit raven folky. Well, they're totally ravens, right? Yeah, I mean, they can't fly, but um, but they look it. And their idea of their, them parroting stuff back, if you look at sort of raven kind, they are sort of were-ravens, you know, their, their mimicry abilities are fantastic, right? They can make all sorts of sounds and noises that deceive. It's sort of almost like them having the uh, actor background, uh, like their ability to to copy sounds and reproduce them is really, really good. Um, mm. And I think, yeah, I mean, if I was to be, if, if I had somebody wanted to play a Kenku, I'd be sort of, or if I wanted to play one myself, I'd be trying to talk to my DM about, uh, about giving it a little bit more freedom uh, on, yeah. on that front. Uh, I think that's the only part of the Kenku that I, I dislike. What are, what are the other things they get? Okay. So rules is written. They don't need to, um, well, I suppose it is kind of rules as written, but let's start. They get plus two to dex, plus one to wisdom, makes them great rogues, scout-looking things. Um, can be druids, clerics, anything that uses wisdom, good rangers, good monks. Yeah. Uh, it's typically, but again, with the new stuff, you could change it up, make it a, a barbarian, make it whatever you yeah. want. I think it'd be pretty um, easy you're medium to, as well, to call so. Kenku raven folk at this point. You're a little shorter, but you're medium. Um, typical human weight. Uh Age and alignment doesn't really matter. It's kind of up to you. But it says they live up to 60, uh, and they're kind of chaotic. Um, expert forgery, you have advantage on all checks to produce forgeries or duplicates of existing objects. I think this could be fun for an illusion wizard, where I would say that maybe is this free advantage on all the illusions you create to make them look like convincing mimicries of existing things? Why not? Fun. Or give is disadvantage not, to people you know, who are trying to, to detect, them, detect or, them. I don't know. That's more of a talk with your DM, but I think that's a cute idea. But yeah, I think it plays towards their skill set for sure. You also gain two free proficiencies from acrobatics, I'd deception, stealth, and sleight of hand. Um, so two proficiencies there, especially if you're going to want to be blending in something like a deception and stealth uh, or any sort of acrobatics type thing can be very roguelike uh, and just free extra things to add to your repertoire, especially if you aren't a rogue who can usually pick up those uh Things and you want to be maybe a stealthier druid or cleric that can be a fun choice as well. I think these are great uh, trickery to make clerics as well. Uh, mimicry, you can mimic sounds you have heard, including voices. A creature that hears the sound you make can tell their imitations of the successful wisdom insight check, as opposed by your charisma deception check, which don't forget you have advantage on. I think, although forgery maybe it doesn't fall under that, but I would argue it does. Uh, finally, you can read and write common and Orin, suggesting maybe an elemental tie. I think it's also written in, in their background that they were once theorized to be, you know, scouts for the Wind Dukes of Akka, which yeah. are still what the Arakok are a part of, but were then cast out. Uh, again, if you're playing like a fantasy sort of You can phase, speak by your mimic uh, you trait, by the way. Some of the theory is that what comes next from D&D is some sort of Feywild source book. Yeah. And we've never seen a Feywild one before. Um, if you were to be playing in some sort of Feywild scenario with this character, I'd say swap out the Orin for Fey, for Sylvan. Sure, why not? Yeah. Fey. Fey's not it. a language, folks. Sylvan's you can swap it out with the custom lineages as well. That yeah. gives you the choice to do that. Yeah. That'd be good times. Uh, gives them similar vibes to Arakokra in terms of their stats. So do you want to look at Arakokra? Which get pretty much nothing. These are super simple ones uh, as compared with your 
your lizard folk or your kenku, which have a detailed list of all the yeah, things they, they can do. They've just got solid flight. Nope, they just get plus two to dex, plus one to wisdom. Uh, they live only to 30, so they're live fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Die young and leave a good-looking corpse. Same size, though a little bit lighter than kenkus. Their walking speed is only 25 feet. Uh, but they have a flying speed of 50 feet, but they can't be wearing medium or heavy armor, making them good monks if you want to go that route with it because they can't be wearing armor anyways because it restricts their flight. So yeah, I think Also uh, helps with their dexterity and wisdom, make them excellent, excellent, the, excellent, excellent uh, monks. The workaround on that, I think, is mithril, right? Um, I, It still counts as medium or heavy armor, right? I don't think it does. Or is it still just light armor? Well, I mean, I, I, it I mean, it's in those armor. categories in terms of if what it's, its AC is, but it has no weight restrictions on it. But I if it, if it's even called medium or heavy armor, it's it, not. It may not let them wear it. Yeah, it's think? because it's called. I mean, again, up to your DM, but rules is written that doesn't work if if it's still classified as medium or heavy. Finally, they get talons, which are their natural weapons, only doing a D4 as comparing with the Lizardfolk D6. Uh, unfortunately, using strength, even though they get a dex bonus, I wish they'd tweak that, but hey, whatever. If you're playing a monkey, you can use dex anyways. Uh, finally, you can read, uh, speak, and write common, Aracocra, and Orin. And if you're wondering where these ones come from, because they're kind of tucked away, they're in the Elemental Evils Player Companion, where you get Genasi, Aracocra, all those elemental goodies. So that's where those come from. But very simple. Uh, they're good for their flying speed. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, they're simpler races, though. Not too much to think about. Uh, then, the turtle. They also live quite fast. Not quite as fast as the uh, Aarakocra seem to, but they reach adulthood by the age of 15 and live an average of 50 years. But the thing I like about Aarakocra, sorry to go back, uh, is they reach maturity at age 3. So you could play a three-year-old Aarakocra that's still full height, full, like, maturity as it compares with everyone else in the party. Turtles are, are live short lives as well, correct? Yeah, but I just, like, imagine, like, oh, how old, how old is your character? You know, 30, you know, he's getting up in his years. Oh, yeah, mine's getting up in his years. He's, you know, he's already seven, you know. He's going places. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, turtles uh, reach adulthood at age of 15 and live until about 50 you think since they're based off of tortoises which were one of the more like you know longer living creatures they'd live you know super long but apparently not um they are around five to six feet tall weigh super heavy i think they're one of the heaviest races at 450 pounds um as their shells account for roughly one-third of their own weight um their base speed is 30 feet they get natural weapons with claws which deal 1d4 uh, you can hold your breath for an hour at a time, um, but you don't get a swimming speed like lizard folk do, unfortunately. Um, you do get one of the best natural armors in the game, if you don't want to be wearing armor, where you get a free uh, base 17 AC, um, which is sort of cool. Uh, but you can't gain any benefit from wearing armor because of your shell. You can still use a shield, though. So at base, right, like at level 1, especially if you pick a class which gives you shields, you could have an AC of 19. Yeah, I mean, there are some no other more. things out there. I mean, between, like, bracers of defense or rings of protection or certain magical tattoos. There's there ways are, to bump There it are up. ways that you can sort of well, bring like that up a little bit. a shield of faith spell or things like that. Yeah. Uh, mage armors and I don't know. I've never thought when this next ability can be useful, but it's called shell defense, which lets you withdraw into your shell as an action doesn't even say on your turn, but if you have an action, you can uh, withdraw into your shell until you It'll emerge. Your turn, but. It could be on your turn. Doesn't have to be though. I think so because only actions happen. Well, on your turn. I think there's some things which give you. you actions on turns. I think it's called a reaction. Usually though, features will say as an action on your turn, but this one doesn't. Maybe it's just early writing, but apparently it doesn't say that. Until you emerge, you gain a plus four bonus to AC, and you have advantage on strength and con saves. While in your shell, you are prone. Your speed is you zero. It, it, in, in your shell, you get advantage on strength and con saves. That's true. So being knocked, pushed around is harder, and poisons don't affect you so much. Yeah. Um, but you However, can't... However, your fireball is still going to get you. Uh, yeah, save. unfortunately it will. Because you have a d disadvantage yeah. on deck save, so it'll be even yeah. worse. But your AC is, with a shield, it'll be 23 in this form, so very tanky. Um, you are prone... So things near you have advantage on attack rolls against you. Your speed is zero and can't increase. You have disadvantage on deck saves. You can't take reactions. And the only action you can take is a bonus action to emerge from your shell. So 
But this you is are, like on your turn, you go up, hit me, shrink into your shell, hope they don't make force you to make a deck save. I and guess. then on your next turn, you bonus action emerge and then attack or something. I guess. I mean, it's the... This almost be maybe as a fighter if you had action surge. Or I imagine maybe on your turn, you just want to move and then you like retreat into your shell. So you like bonus action emerge, go back into your shell, ping, 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 everything bounces off you, emerge again, keep walking, sort of type thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes in situations where you, I mean, you have to be able to know a turn ahead that something big is coming. Yeah. That you. That it, isn't a save. It would be lovely if you could do this as a reaction. Frankly? Again, I think that'd be maybe a little too powerful. Maybe maybe not, though. Well, because once you're in it, then you're like... Because I don't know when this is useful, because you can't do anything while you're withdrawn. Like, if you... if you Yeah, exactly. And if you said, instead of a, a bonus action to come out, if you said action to come out, then mm. you'd have to make a consideration. You'd be like, okay, yeah, I can retreat in here really quick and have things bounce off me, but pretty much going to burn my next turn getting out of my shell and then moving. What's well, only something. a bonus action to emerge? I know, so I'm saying if they change that up to like full action to come out but reaction to go in, that'd be actually better. That'd be interesting. I'd like to see I think that's does. actually kind of more what a turtle seems to do anyways. Like they draw in really fast and then kind of slow to come out. Yeah. You also gain proficiency with survival and you can read, speak, and write Aquan in common, maybe suggesting some elemental tie there. Let me yeah, see if it says it in the article. Coming from elemental. the plane of water. It does, it usually, that, that, Whenever it says Aquan, Orin, Terran, or Ignan, it usually suggests somehow, like, yeah. without really suggesting it, that they're elemental of some kind. Well, I guess, you know, it connects these different ones to different places, right? Where the Aracopra are coming from the plane of air. Maybe the Turtles the mm. has got the plane of, of water. And uh, who had the Orin one? You said that was the... That was Kenku and Aracopra. Yeah. So yeah. there's a couple of, of those. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I don't know it's it's weird I'm trying to see if anyone in the comments has an idea for using like using your your shrink in but yeah they're kind of heavy so it'd yeah. be hard for your friends to even pick you up and move you around or push you given how heavy you are <laughs> um, maybe you team up with a um, a fear bowl can you get places but otherwise I'm not so sure you want to move on to tabaxi please tabaxi are the cat people like we mentioned like quickly before um, they're like relic hunters like outsiders you know trade Wait, lore uh, pardon me everybody can we just back up for a second that's a crazy, crazy idea okay we're not um, moving on yeah just on the turtle skin something that we often forget mounts are a thing right uh, can we make what size is the you said the turtle's super heavy right it's very heavy so we'd have to try and find a fairly decent sized mount for it or what if it was like pulled in a little wee cart or something behind a donkey well doesn't donkeys also have carrying capacities they do have quite a good one actually do they is it yeah. 450 yeah, plus whatever it, else I think it would probably be at least that yeah plus whatever you know equipment they have yeah well, uh, just a funny idea anyways that maybe uh, maybe you had like a little rickshaw type thing that the turtle sat in that was sort of pulled along could be a funny way to get your yeah turtle wizard around <laughs> but again you can't cast spells or do anything when you're retreated in the form so i don't really get that yeah it's, it's a little weird it's a little bit of a tricky one yeah um the backs here kind of they're made to sort of be cheeky they've got fun names their names are literally like cloud on the mountaintop mm. you know left-handed hummingbird mr mistopheles or Seven Thundercloud, or Skirt of Snakes, or Smoking Mirror. Like, they've all got weird phrase names. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a whole musical about that. No, that's different. Uh, they get plus two to Dex, plus one to Charisma. Um, so good for bards, sorcerers, warlocks, charisma things. Maybe uh, that classic um, Swashbuckler, since they get a bonus to Dexterity, which is good for rogues, and the Charisma, which could be good for their Swashbuckler initiative bonus. Yeah, I mean, Tabaxi can play up anything. I've seen Tabaxi played everything from rogues to barbarians. There's, you know, even with their 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 uh, racial stat blocks unchanged, I think you could, you know, you, most you can still them, build yeah. around it quite well. Plus um, with the new Tasha stuff, you can do anything you exactly. want. Exactly. So, again, I know we keep hitting that drum, but it's true. I mean, I think more than ever today, 
I was against it to begin with. So I sort of thought, well, what's the point of having a race if you can just adjust the strap blocks? It used to be quite this little game we had to play where we had to try and match certain races to certain classes if we wanted to get the benefits. But I think that also meant we were just kind of having to make very similar characters. We worked really hard to kind of break Convention, out of that, yeah. uh, that thing and try to say, hey, it's okay. You can do these things. It's maybe not perfect. But now I think more than ever we can say, okay, well, we can pick where we put our stat block boosts. And yeah, we're building now for much more for aesthetics, for things that look and feel cool. And and for those extra, you know, racial feats that they bring with, which is, you know, kind of a fun thing to, to build into your character design. Yeah. They only get 30 foot walking speed, but this will be better with a feature we get in a moment. Um, dark vision, I 60 loved, feet. I love the idea of a really short, fat tabaxi. <laughs> a lot of times they're portrayed well, as they're like actually, lanky, fast, pretty things. I like the idea yeah. of doing one that's like, you know. The, rotund. Yeah, I played a rotund makes, enchantment wizard that was like totally in your makes, face cat, like yeah. parasite in your mind type thing. Yeah, that, that has eating competitions with the dwarf to see who can be fatter. <laughs> Garfield style. Um, and I'm sorry, all the dwarfs out there, you don't have to be fat. That's true. Um, Maybe there's tall dwarves as well. Sure can be. Um, back to your, it does say, though, they're in this, that they're taller than average on humans and relatively slender, but yeah. I don't think that has to be true at all. Yeah. Um, they get 60-foot dark vision, uh, and one of the cooler features is um, when you move on your turn in combat, you can double your speed until the end of the turn. Just for one turn, then that you can't do it again until you don't spend a whole turn not moving. And then once you use this trait, you can't use it again until you move zero feet on one of your turns. Yeah. So if you were to action surge... Not technically an extraction. No, you just basically have to have one. And it typically works out okay. Because especially say if you're a barbarian or something with them, you're using that movement to close the gap and get into fighting. And then the next turn, often in a fight, you're just staying in exactly the same place if you're in melee combat for a whole turn. And that's not so hard to do. Um, And then generally, you know, that might be a couple of turns if you're just trading blows with something. And then after that, boom, you're moving again. Yep. Cat is very close to slamming down on the power button on we this computer. A, a little tabaxi Do you mind the table. moving him out of the way? Yeah, sure, hang on. It, our recording before studio he, is being shared. Before he presses down on this power button, right. which he seems very insistent on. Uh, you also get cat claws, which not only give you unarmed strikes uh, for 1d4 plus your strength mod, but also a climbing speed because um, your claws can like hook into the rocks. You also gain perception and stealth for free, and instead of giving you some weird elemental language which you'll never use, you can choose any other language of your choice on top of common, which is sort of fun. You say you'll never use these elemental languages, but hey, but hey, once you're in the plane once, of hell, once you uh, plane try of out our city of brass adventure, yeah, you're gonna be loving Ignan, telling you. Um, although with this, you could pick up primordial and speak to everyone. Hey, I would also say, yeah, if 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 the the book says you get a a elemental language i'm quite happy to say you speak primordial yeah i'm cool with that too sure just branch it out if you're gonna make it an odd inner planes language which is kind of you know not so seen so much especially if we're playing our fey wild game uh why not you know yeah sure uh next if you don't mind moving on go Luxodon, elephant people, which we sort of talked a little bit about quickly. Um, they're apparently good stone workers, lumbering giants, relentlessly loyal. Uh, they've got names like Bayul, Vasul, Thrum, Fanur, Lyuda, Tutur, Radomov type stuff. They gain bonus to their constitution and wisdom. Um, they can live around 450 years, um, and they're Considered young until the age of 60. So they're long livers, livers. Um, they are quite tall in the rules. Again, play however you want. They're between 300 and 400 pounds, so slightly lighter than turtles. And they're between 7 and 8 feet tall. So one of the taller. Yeah, they're up there with usually. Goliath and um, Fearbulgs. Yeah. Uh, you count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight you can push, drag, or lift. Um which is nice, which means you're, you count as large when and that's And that's a wonderful feature. I mean, Firbolgs and, uh, you know, other giant kin get it as well. Um, these guys aren't technically aren't giant kin, they're, but they have they pick up that same trait. And that's a huge thing because basically you, at that point, are doubling. So your, your carrying capacity is uh, 
is it is based on your strength uh, and then multiplied by gosh I should know this off my head 30 uh, or is it 15 and then your from there you, you double it again so it's a huge lift for mm. uh, it doesn't come up all that time oops carry capacity 5e yeah doesn't hinder their movement speed though which is yeah sorry feet. your carrying capacity is your strength score multiplied by 15 um so if you've got a strength score of 10 mm. well this is for powerful build people or well for everybody so, so everyone's 15 so even and if then powerful builds so 30. even if your luxodon has got just a strength of 10 right their carrying capacity instead of being 15 150 pounds is now 300 pounds. So it's times 30. Which right. is the same as a human with strength 20. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you can actually get a lot out of a dex build with a Luxodon if they, because of this extra feature, they can still carry and move and do things as if they're one of the super strong players on the table. They just don't get the bonuses in attacks and things like that. So it's kind of a fun way that you can still play a strong character without having to have a massively high strength stat. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, they, Speaking of not needing a strength stat, um, well, I suppose this has nothing to do with that, but you have thick leathery skin giving you an AC of 12 plus your con modifier. Um, or you could just use AC of your armor, um, which you'll probably be higher than this but well, at some points this could be useful if you don't again if you're armor. a rogue that's a good start is it you can just isn't like studded leather just that plus your decks yeah but say you don't want to invest in decks you can instead use your 12 plus your con modifier and start scaling with constitution instead of dexterity so you can now ignore dexterity completely um just go to like constitution and just 20. go full con con build so essentially five, you shift eight, your armor AC class 18. over to constitution uh, you can still gain the which benefits of a shield, which is nice. Yeah. Is a part of this. Uh, fun feature from the Luxon, which so, is their coolest feature, is their so trunk. So you could do... Okay, so just... An, okay, before the trunk. So just an example. But, okay, so for barbarians, often... Why would you not just use their well, because, and dexterity? Well, because often... Well, this is often... Well, the thing is with a barbarian is you're torn between three stats. Right, where most builds you want to try and get good at two. Barbarians are saying, hey, we want your decks and your constitution to be good for your AC. So you're trying to get that plus three in your decks, which is really hard because then your you know, other stat blocks are going to suffer. This building a barbarian with the Luxodon basically saying, hey, I don't need to worry about my decks. Well, I can, dump, I can dump my decks. No, not really. Well, I can be a strength barbarian. And still have, and, and take this. But this is the same. It's just instead of plus your dex, it's just plus two. So if you had a plus you two dex, starting this 13 with this, right? Nope, 12 plus con modifier. Oh, 12 plus con modifier. So, well, that'd be like having a plus two con dexterity, yeah. right? So it's so either I'm, you really don't want dexterity to the well, point where you Well, that would still be a 14, it, a 14 dex, right? Yeah. So I'm taking those points and jamming them elsewhere. Well, I if can you have be, plus two constitution. I can push them into my constitution, take my constitution up as high as I can, but then you have um, bad deck saves and not so great initiative and all the other things that come with dumping last. dexterity. Nobody wants to go first in fights. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, you also gain the benefits of a shield. Um, which barbarians as can well, do as Which well. barbarians, again, can already do. Um, so this is like kind of a worse version of the barbarians. I'm just saying it, it would give you, if you were playing a barbarian that didn't want... That didn't you, you that didn't, didn't want ha- the societal to, pressures to, of, of, dexterity. of having dexterity. I get that. Uh, this is essentially forsaking the scaling dexterity to a, a possible maximum of plus five with it to just be like, nah, just give me a plus two. Um, so you can use those other points and other things rather than having to invest them in that pesky like dexterity. In intelligence, because that's what barbarians exactly. really need. Or strength and constitution. Uh, trunk. You can grasp things with your trunk and, and you, you can get use this. it as a snorkel. Not everybody gets that. It's true. You can use it as a snorkel. That's fun. That's rules as written. You can and you use can it as hold on to things with it. Additionally, it has a reach of five feet, and it can lift a number of pounds. Can I hold five times your strength score? Hmm. You can use it to do the following simple attacks: lift, drop, hold, push, pull an object or creature. Open. So you can hold a shield with it. Yes. Open or close a door. Attacks with it though. 
grapple someone or make an unarmed strike. I can grapple so can, people and unarmed strike which them, means but you can I can't make a hold monk a sword, with though. Your tr- you, can, you can have a trunk monk. You have trunk monk. Bam. You don't get an extra. You don't, but you don't get an extra attack action with it. You do not. Oh, you're sorry. Your trunk can't wield weapons or shields. Oh, dang. Or do anything that requires manual precision, such as using tools or magic items or performing the somatic components of spells. But it can punch with it. But you can punch. You and can you can grapple. Be a, and you can be a shield monk then, because you, you get doors. proficiency through your race instead of through your class. No, then you don't gain the benefits of the monk unarmed movement. Or you don't you can't even do martial arts. Or the unarmed movement. So you don't get faster, you don't get to punch well, and you don't get any bonus to you, AC, you can't all because well. you're using a shield. Really? Yep. Gosh, they're really Monks hard. really hate shields. I guess. It's like they're crypto. And, you can't, and this isn't a workaround for that in any way. There is no workaround. Monks literally shut down at the side of a shield. It's crazy. <laughs> Start crying. Yeah. It's like, I just, I don't get it. I can't hold on to that. Uh, thanks to your sensitive trunk, you have advantage on wisdom, perception, survival, uh, wisdom, survival, and intelligence investigation checks that revolve on smell. Um, so start asking your DM to do some more smelling stuff as well, if you want to do that. Finally, you get common and your own Luxodon language. So none of that Aquan business. We're on our last two here. Bring home it home. stretch. Uh, Leon in our lion people. In the jungle, the mighty. Nope. Uh, they are noble and fierce, quick to quarrel. Uh, and they're very proud and self-reliant. Ooh, and since it's Theros, they have a table on them and the gods. And you know, they're cowardly. Uh, the cowardly lion, is that a... It's a thing. Dorothy yeah. reference? Sure is. The wizard of... of... But it's only because it's got a thorn in its paw. Ah, I see. Uh, some names, very Greek-sounding. Grexes, uh, Tiaz, Oram, Idma. Uh, I don't know if those are Greek. Aletha. Those sound kind of... Or pride names as Ember Eye, Flint Claw. Very much more lion related. A bit more Lion King. Starfeller. All that the light <laughs> touches guys. will be yours one day, my son. Yeah. You can play a Mufasa. But you gain a bonus to your constitution and strength, making them great fighters and barbarians. Uh, they age and mature at the same rate as humans. Um, but they let out a mighty roar. That's my favorite thing they do. Uh, it's kind of not, it's not great. It's kind of it's worse awesome. than the Dragonborn's worst ability. But it's role play friendly. Okay. Uh, they gain typically over six feet tall, and with some standing over seven feet, so they're quite tall. Um, and they're usually a little bit more heavy as well. Their walking speed is thirty-five feet, so that's something. Uh, you gain sixty-foot dark vision. Uh, some claws, just like your your. Tabaxi friends, but you don't gain climbing climbing speed with it. Um, you can choose one of the following proficiencies to add to your list: athletics, intimidation, perception, or survival. And as a bonus action, you can let out an especially menacing roar. Creatures of your choice within ten feet of you that can hear you. So already two things that we need to keep on mind: they have to be within ten feet, and they have to be able to hear us. Must succeed on a wisdom save, or become frightened until the end of your next turn. This is only a bonus action, which I think is kind of better than it being an action, because otherwise I feel like this would be just a waste of an action. Um, until the end of your next turn, the DC of the save equals 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your con modifier. Um, so, at most, this will be, if you really jack your you know constitution, will be a 19, but you're probably not going to get that high. Once you use this treat, uh, trait, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. Starting out, this will probably be a DC 12, so pretty easy to pass. Once we're short or long rest, bonus action, frighten people for a turn. Sword of Omens, I command you by the eye of Thundera, come to me. I think it's more of a... I was doing uh, Lion-O from Thundercats. No idea that reference. So, hey, old people out there, you know what I'm talking about. Schnarf! Question, would you rather have swimming speed, better bite, making stuff every like making items every short rest two proficiencies from that list i just talked about before holding your breath for extended periods of time natural armor and heal yourself upon biting people or once per long rest i can roar and i I, and i'm slightly faster and i have worse natural weapons but i'm cool looking got a mane got cool hair yeah if you want to play a mane with cool hair let me introduce you to the this next race hey, called Shifter. But what if you play if you play a female Leonin? Okay. Does they she have not, cool photos does, for that. Does as she well. not have like a, she doesn't have the main? They have stuff. photos for that actually. It's actually pretty cool in yeah. Theros. There's a, like a female. I Leonin always figured really like, cool. that you know from all the the 
the nature programs I've seen that the female lions, the lionesses, manes, they right? but they but they seem to do all the work. Yeah. They have all the kids. They look after them. They do all the hunting. And there's like just one big fat ass male who kind of hoof, hoof, roars once in a while, and just maybe like maybe race. gets in a scrap now and then. And you're a bit like, oh yeah, that's what they base this race off of. Mm. That guy. Yeah. If they built it off the female of the species and used her this as the sick, it would yeah. be so many features. Yeah, she would be destructively sure. awesome. More female lean in representation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to get our, our women writers involved in character creation more. If any of these didn't tickle your fancy, then go to the shifter, which is from Eberron, but essentially your coverall, your half whatever animal, and you can shift and be more animal-like. Yeah. Any point you want. So there's a there's a line in there, though. It says something about being uh, bipedal or something, or quadrupedal, right? Can you mm, read that? They're no, also known as the were-touched. Um, and they're descendants of humans and lycanthropes. Um, they have a bestial a- aspect, and while they can't fully change shape, they can temporarily enhance their animalistic features. I just think that like, you could call this more like turning into your animal form. Oh, or I was thinking being about like this, changelings. Them. Changelings are a little bit different than shifters. Changelings can only look into other humanoids, though. They're not animals at all. Shifters are totally more animal-like. Are they? Um, yeah, there's four types of them. Beast hides, long tooths, swift strides, and wild hunts. Um, they're similar yet diverse, uh, adventurers, uh, they've got names like Badger, Bear, Cat, Fang, Grace, Grim, Moon, Rain, Red, Scar, Stripe, Swift, Talon, Wolf, those kind of names. Give me rangery vibes, but here's some quick facts. Um, they reach, ooh, young adulthood at age 10, so slightly sooner, and they rarely live to be more than 70, sort of like human stuff. Um, they're kind of from what I can say, sort of tall, but I think that sort of depends on your subrace. You have a base uh, walking speed of 30 feet, you have dark vision, and as a bonus action, you can assume more bestial appearance. This could be full-on werewolfism in your campaign if you want to flavor it that way, or just like more, you always look this way, but you sort of get more ferocious with it, like feral rabies type activation. When you shift, you gain temporary hit points equal to your level, plus your con modifier, and additional benefits. This is kind of like a, a half-rage for non-barbarians so like a, a weaker like semi-rage for people who maybe want to do other classes or you could try and somehow stack this with rage but kind of sucks given they're both bonus actions but i don't know uh you can only do so once per short or long rest but i think that's kind of cool you only get common no other language so that's it and you get a special sub race which you must pick um Either the beast hide, which is sort of about like being tied to the bear or boar, but like tough creatures, which can yeah. be like rhino stuff like that. Uh, you gain proficiency with athletics for free. You get a bonus to your constitution and strength. Um, and whenever you shift, you get an additional temporary hit point. And while shifted, you have a bonus one to your AC. A little bit more tanky if you want to play it that way. Long tooths. Um, this also works with armor, I think, as well. So you could have full armor and still gain this plus one bonus for free. Um, Long tooths, I think, are more like more canine, but like saber tooth tiger type things, or like or tigers, hyenas, other predators. They gain bonus to strength and dex. Uh, you gain uh, proficiency in intimidation, and while shifted, um, your unarmed strikes deal uh, p- extra piercing damage plus one d six in your strength modifier instead of bludgeoning damage. Swift stride. This is more like feline or things that can like move quickly. Like elk, I could also see being this like a cool one for that. You can bonus the decks and charisma, uh, acrobatics, and your walking speed increases. And you can move an extra ten feet as a reaction whenever anything ends its turn within five feet. So think the scout skirmisher that ability exactly, and it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, wild hunt. I could see this even as a eagle type folk or something like that. They get a bonus to wisdom and dexterity. So again, good monks. Proficiency in survival. And while shifted, you have advantage on wisdom checks. And no creature within 30 feet of you can make an attack roll against you with advantage unless you're incapacitated. So good for canceling out rogues. This paired up with the uh, alert feat and you've essentially shut down all assassins in the game. They can't do anything to you while you're shifted. Which is kind of interesting. But that, unless you have anything else... Uh, is where we end our journey. Yeah. So uh, remember, the the tropes don't have to be what you think they are. You don't have to look at being big and beefy and, you know. And though you can. 
but you don't have or to. vice versa. If whatever you think that the picture in D and D shows you, you can go the other direction with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because yeah, you can change up stat blocks now. You can start putting together combinations of races and classes that maybe you never thought were possible before. I'd say you know push out on the limb try something different and yeah don't always have to be the big super tough guy and this has been a long episode at over an hour now love you guys we thank you all for joining us and stay cute yeah stay kawaii is that a thing yeah (laughs) all right everyone bye-bye